When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Hold up, one is all the power. Power, power, power. Rams and Seahawks. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. No tougher assignment in football than a night game in Seattle. The Rams will go home with their fourth win of the season. Earlier on the show, Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. Still to come from TNT's All Elite Wrestling, CM Punk, Rams offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth, plus from Apple TV's Ted Lasso, actor Phil Dunster, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Give us a call, why don't you? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. TJ Jefferson is all fired up because CM Punk's calling into the show two hours from now. I mean, two, 20 minutes from now. My bad. Uh, yeah. uh, two hours from now, I mean, we're all off the air. My bad. I get fired up by a lot of people, though. I know. <laughs> and then it's also later on. This hour is all about you. How about oh, okay. that? Yes. <laughs> is Dak calling in? No. Oh, okay. No. See, is Dak call- <laughs> called in two weeks ago. Uh, I never have enough. <laughs> that 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 um, you know, CM Punk's calling in, and then big ass your your big ass grab bag. No, this is uh, yeah, I mean, like it's all the- it's 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 the TJ Hour of Power, which they used to call the Price is Right. Ho- hopefully, back the, in the day. Hopefully, the ratings don't decline this hour. And CM yeah. Punk will take the middle interview uh, oh, uh, on this program, which oh, means it's boy, the right Chris. move. <laughs> the middle interview because we already spoke to Carson Wentz last hour. <laughs> He confirmed it's just the one at the one bad just ankle one, now. Just one. Wouldn't say which wouldn't one. Wouldn't say which one. Wouldn't say which wouldn't one. Say which one. Said that they're still learning, still learning together. If I had to guess, I think it's the left one. He likes the. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we need to just in case somebody just started tuning in. We're talking about ankles, okay? Uh, I have a reason <laughs> behind like, that. Do you want to hear it? Sure. <laughs> because he talked about in the interview. Uh, being able to plant. He was still able to plant and throw and get some power. That makes me think the right ankle is fine. Chris Brockman so leaning with the left on ankle. his main quarterbacking days. Yes. Right there. That was. Uh, How that was are you as a quarterback? Were you, I was were... super average. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> okay. A lot of things I will pump up. like Your jump shot? Maybe the best shooter in main history. Up there, okay? Uh-huh. But in terms of playing high school quarterback at Thornton Academy, yes. uh, I was super average. Super average. We made the playoffs. Yes. We made the playoffs. That's my <laughs> sophomore year, by the way. Uh, I, I was super average, but I, I kind of had the Daniel Jones thing. I turned the ball over a lot. Oh. Well, yeah, it didn't happen in, I was in winging New Orleans. It, I was winging it around the yard. I threw a bunch of picks. It's interesting you choose Daniel Jones saying something Well, he like turns that. the ball over a lot. All right. Okay. So we we ran the option back then. But you would know what's a plant leg and what's exactly. not a leg. Yes, I would. So as a fellow quarterback exactly. like Carson Wentz, yes. you're able to diagnose what that is. That he was talking about. He was still able to plant and throw and be strong. That made me think right ankle, fine. Left ankle, reason for the injury report. Very good. Wow. Very good. I'm Look impressed. at this. Look at him sleuth that one out. That's investigative journalism right there. So you can text Clay Campbell like, hey, Carson Well, he doesn't have to. All you need to know is just know that's what it is. So 
He's going to hand off a lot to Jonathan Taylor anyway. And I probably think so, yeah. Hope for the best. Yeah. And again, that's on uh, that's on Monday night. We saw the Thursday night um, contest where the Rams come out with a W. It did not look promising after um, Stafford misconnected a couple of times in the first quarter with some wide-open receivers and then threw one into the end zone thinking it was, uh, I guess, nobody there trying to throw it away and it was intercepted. And uh, the Rams then boat race him in the second half in terms of total yards. 476 total yards after only the fifth first half in the McVay era with just three points. And still came out with it. And here's another thing about Stafford, too. He's, you know, that the, the whole conversation is that he never had a 1,000-yard rusher, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like he's going to have one again no, this year. It sure doesn't. <laughs> it sure does not. It doesn't look like, you know, Daryl Henderson's going to be healthy enough yeah, he could definitely get there if he stays well, healthy. Some of these lanes that are potential. open are really impressive. I mean. But, 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 last night, 29 rushes for 118 yards. Pretty good. That was the Rams last night. And you wouldn't think, that just shows you how impressive a night they had offensively. 29 rushes, 118 yards. And Robert Woods, 12 catches for a buck 50. And Cup is just, I mean. Bobby Trees was easy. Seven for 92. And Stafford threw for 365 yards. And they ran for 118 on 29 carries. Stafford had a, should have had a couple more touchdowns. Cooper uh, Cup got tackled. The no one. doubt. Deshaun Jackson. Wasn't pretty, but it's still a W. I'm looking in the standings and is nothing about aesthetics. The beautiful thing is that fourth win for them. And now they sit back and root for Trey Lance. Quite honestly, because that would catch him right up with Arizona. We'll talk to Andrew Whitworth about all this coming up uh, in hour number three. And Phil Dunster, who plays Jamie Tart on uh, uh, Ted Lasso, a beautiful show. Just a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, and that'll be fun, certainly for all Ted Lasso fans out there. Uh, this man uh, was called out by another one of our regulars in hour number one that he was all excited. Terzo and I was excited that he got into the lease before smoked. Jeff in Detroit. <laughs> smoked him out. And uh, look who's on the phone line. <laughs> Jeff in Detroit. What's going on, cousin? <laughs> What's up, Jeffrey? How are you? <laughs> smoked you out. Calling in. It's a party on a Friday up there, boys, isn't it? I mean, my right? goodness. You guys out there winning football games with the quarterback that looks awfully familiar. Hmm. I wanted to call in and talk to you about that real quick. Uh, the thing that people have to understand, and I've seen it many times before, for some reason, Matthew Stafford is kind of like Seabiscuit. You got to get right there with him, and he has to look the other horse in the face before he just goes off. Matthew Stafford is a straight-up battle. I mean, snaps his finger back in place and goes back to work. But he's going to somewhere else, man, for real, because it looks like the – uh situation here in Detroit is like uh, you can fill up uh, two truckloads of moral victories but that's never going to get us anywhere so you know that's how it's going man but uh, looking good in uh, Rams gear man that, that's, that's very impressive. He's just got uh, and thanks to the call Jeff he's got a connection already with Cooper Cup that I think is the envy of many uh, other quarterback wide receiver combinations you know I sniffed that one out I think in a four downs two weeks ago like that's a new dynamic duo in the NFL, and then Robert Woods, twelve of twelve for buck fifty. Higby, a tight end with a touchdown in the end zone, and then Sony Michelle, an excellent pickup when Cam Akers went down. Certainly when the Patriots were done with him, and that offensive line, you protect them. See you later. That should be a wrap more often than not. Arizona, however, came in and just absolutely showed them the back of their hands collectively. 
That's what made last night's win that much bigger. I mean, a home loss in division is tough to overcome. But guess what? <laughs> San Francisco's got one. The Rams have one. And Seattle now has one. And it's just three games only been played in the NFC West. Incredible. Your Dallas Cowboys do take on the Giants. You heard Buck and Aikman say many times that they're going to take, they're going to head there next. Mm-hmm. Always big when the Giants and Cowboys play each other. And then, you know, that uh, Sunday night game, Bills and Chiefs mentioned yesterday over and over and over again that this is the Bills Mafia moment they've been waiting for. <clears throat> and the Chiefs look ripe. Get them now. Get them now when the defense is trying to figure it out. Get them now when Mahomes is throwing interceptions like he did in September like he's never done before. Get him now when they're having trouble holding on to the football. Maybe some doubt, self-doubt creeps in, right? Get him now. Sunday night football, they're showing up into the spot where they did not pull it off in the AFC Championship game last year. It's time for Bill's Mafia right now. Feeling good. Three straight wins after that clunker of an opener against the Steelers. Three straight wins, including two shutouts. The defense is looking good. The Mandalorian quarterback is hooking up with Diggs. Manuel Sanders is there. The running game looks better already in the first five games this year, four games this year than it did all last year, right? Dawson Knox is still showing up, showing out. They're feeling good. So right now that they have done is they've climbed on top of the RV. <laughs> Sunday, Tab- table's on fire. Sunday night football's the table. <laughs> it's smoking. And they are ready to jump off and give him, what, the people's elbow on the way down? You know, the macho man elbow. And yeah. then... Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. And Gil, then... Gil, frog yeah. splash. And the, then stand the up and say, star. how do you like me now? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good one right there. That's a good one. I got three games, however. As always on a Friday, under the radar for your week five marquee right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Three games under the radar. Very good. Uh, that's my uh, just the quick it's, ones. It's great. The quick it's ones. Great. The quick just burst of production value, just to show off that we're not mailing it in. We're not laying it up. I really appreciate that. I feel like that's Michael Winslow from Spaceballs. That could be. <laughs> Spaceballs. That's where you go. You don't go police academy movies. I mean, it's impressive. Well, he, I mean, that's he, under he, the radar. He Spaceballs. Did, he did that specific. Oh, okay. Well, he Spaceballs. did everything in police academy. I just, Try, did we just discover you've never seen the police academy movies? No, I've only seen, like, <laughs> All right. the later ones, like four right. or five. Well, this is oh, now man. totally under the radar. Can you give me some NFL Films music, please, yes, Mr. Feller? Let's get right into it. we got three games under the radar, underneath the marquee. Not a lot of people are talking about these games, and they're just as important because they're games, and they're also very important to the fan bases that are talking about it. Let's start with Carolina hosting Philadelphia. The Eagles are now 1-3. Oh, that's a good game. The Eagles are now 1-3. And the Panthers have finally gotten a little bit of blood in their mouth as the Cowboys smacked them around a little bit. Carolina goes back home. Sam Darnold under center. Does not appear that we're going to see Christian McCaffrey in this game, right, Christopher? Seems like we're, that's doesn't doesn't look doesn't look like, like that way. Not right? trending in that direction. Doesn't seem to be trending no. in that direction. And the Philadelphia Eagles, once upon a time, won a football game. That once upon a time was Week One. If they fall to one and four, losing in this one in conference after losing one in conference, taking on San Francisco a couple weeks ago at home, and then now here's another one against Carolina and the Philadelphia Eagles after this one. The Philadelphia Eagles take on Tampa Bay on a Thursday night. That's a, a big Lulu of a step in week six. They got to have this one, certainly after, you know, 
putting some points up against Kansas City. They got to feel good about it. But one and four is not acceptable. And Carolina wants to show everybody that they were not a fluke at 3-0. That's a big one. Speaking of Tampa, this one's under the radar because everyone thinks, you know, I I would proffer to say, since everybody uh, in the NFL world is now talking a bit more about what goes on behind the scenes and places that uh, Mo Green does not have a plaque or a signpost, I would imagine, what's that name of that show where Jeff Probst is the host? Survivor. And if there's a pool next to that 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 television show, uh-huh. yep. I would think that Tampa, if that's not already been, if you will, selected on a remote to watch that television show, that this one will be hit <laughs> mostly for people who are interested in the show. That What's the name of the show that Jeff Probst is? Survivor. Okay, very yeah. good. That's what I think would perhaps be the number one choice of week five participants. And Miami, you're already beginning to hear, like, what's going on down there? And, and the whole what's going on down there was simmering. And you know what kind of lit a match? This show, when Trent Dilfer came on <laughs> and talked about the quarterback's coach, Charlie Fry, being the one that's in Tua's ear. And that's when everyone's like, well, it's a two-headed monster at offensive coordinator. What's going on there? And then the offense just went absolutely south in the first game after all of that was being discussed against the Colts. And Deshaun Watson sitting out there on his Instagram account and the trade deadline's right around the corner. Would the Dolphins make a franchise-altering move in the middle of a season? If they're one and four, maybe. That's what's at stake in this game underneath the radar. And then the last one. Normally when it's three and one versus three and one and a division leader is visiting another team that's got a piece of the division lead, we're talking about it all week. Yeah, marquee game. Well, one of those teams, the one that's got a piece of division lead, is 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 called the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> and when the Packers show up in Cincinnati, everybody's like, well, okay, that's that's nice, Cincinnati. You've had a nice 3-1 and one start. Here come the Packers to town. Well, this is a totally winnable game for the Cincinnati Bengals. And if they want to snap the lapels of the entire football world, and certainly those who talk about it and say, yes, sir, we are the ones in the AFC North that is under the radar and no longer. Here comes Green Bay. Jalen Smith, freshly signed. How much are they going to throw him out there? On the road in Cincinnati. And can they go hunt Aaron Rodgers? That one is fascinating to me. And those are three games underneath the radar in week number five. But not underneath my radar. Nothing's underneath my radar. I just have radar. (laughs) You making picks for those games? What are your picks? No, I'm not doing that. Game day morning's off this weekend. So I don't oh, have to make any public picks. I'm going to take the week off of making public well, can picks. Can you just make them here? We're among friends. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I'm, I'm just like, it's, it's a week off. We're I'll let your boy. We're friends. It's a week off because, you know, the London game's exclusively on, on NFL Network. At yeah, 9.30 Eastern. Not a week off for Colleen Wolf, who's hosting Are the pregame. she in London? A, no. Oh. No. And not a week off for, for Steve Smith Sr. and Willie McGinnis and Michael Irvin. Who's working this and weekend? He is. <laughs> I would say this. He I would say this. Everywhere. I don't want to speak for Michael. I want to say. But you're about to. I don't want to speak for Michael. Don't know if it's appropriate for me and Mooch and Kurt to send him a text Sunday morning okay. asking how work is doing. <laughs> How's it going? No, all three of you, though, need to we coordinate sit, we at the same time. take photographs of us sitting yeah, in bed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you need to <laughs> coordinate. Terry Cough, yeah. oh, breakfast. Yes. Like a nice yes. cold glass of or- in OJ bed. in bed, in bed. Done. watching him. Done. On the couch with oh, your feet up. Watching all at the him. same time. Watching him. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be up that early, though. 
All at the same time. Oh, you will because not, muscle yeah, memory will make you up. Well, that's a five a.m. kick for their for to start out here in in in, in the Pacific Coast. But six thirty kick for the game, so you'll be awake to see the game. The point for, being, Chris is he's not working no, on Sunday, right? So the, the idea is to not be awake at six thirty in the morning on Sunday. I'll I'll just catch to see what the Jets and the Falcons do in quarter one. I'm literally going to tap out. It's good, so rare for me. Good luck. I I, in 18 like, years, I haven't had a Sunday even off. Even on a day where I get to sleep in, I can't sleep in. Yeah, your body's going to wake you your up. Your body's at some just strange like, oh, hour. Yeah, it's time to wake up. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. Susie knows this, so she knows this. That we may, I may, I may, on Saturday night into Sunday, hang out with a friend named Am and Bia. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> My good friend Am. I haven't seen Am in a long time. I haven't seen Am in a while. Certainly on a Saturday night. Of course. But Trey Bien. Yeah. With Am. Wow. Okay. I understand. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Rogan. Okay, let's take a break. CM Punk, baby. CM Punk, everybody. Yes, indeed. TJ Jefferson is all excited. You wrestling fans should be as well. We all are. That's coming up next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We have ourselves some royalty. You ready, T.J. Jefferson? Oh, you, wear, you, wear, you wear a lot of the t-shirts that, that that are combined the essence and name of this man. Yes, sir. One of the famous, most decorated wrestlers of all time, now part of AEW, and AEW Rampage can be seen tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT to watch CM Punk take on Daniel Garcia. But before that, CM Punk here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? 
I'm excellent. And, you know, before we, we continue with anything else, yes, sir. when I was uh, remodeling my house, I almost put a urinal in it. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. That's now cool. then, uh, for the radio, terrestrial radio <laughs> listeners who are just saying, why would CM Punk say that? It's just we... <laughs> We, we talked about uh, Megan Trainer and her husband have uh, side-by-side toilets. And, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I, don't got, I don't got anything weird like that, but I consider it a urinal. Okay, and uh, I'll, I'll bite. Uh, why, CM? Why? Um, because it was suggested. Like, oh, what, what if you put a urinal in here? And I literally just went, eh, I guess that makes sense. But, uh, you know what? No. Okay, skip it. Oh. That's about how long it took. Well, I think that's a wise <laughs> choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, man? How does it feel to be back in the game, back in the ring, Punk? Oh, it feels great. Uh, it really does. You know, it, I think um, I missed it without realizing I missed it. You know, just the like actually, you know, throwing on some boots and some knee pads and stuff and getting in front of a live audience. Uh, you know, there was a point, I think, where I had done everything I could possibly do, and there was really kind of no avenue for me to enjoy something I used to really, really love. And then AEW came around, and kind of um, the spark grew from there, uh, the, the idea, the possibility that I could come back and kind of re-engage with my love of pro wrestling again and uh, that's exactly where i'm at right now so it feels great well i interviewed cody and brandy Rhodes together and cody came uh just a couple weeks ago and cody came on uh, a couple years ago just when aew was in its infancy and uh you know we uh, when i was talking to the Rhodeses the other day because I'm an NFL Network guy now, 18 years. But mm-hmm. but when we were just a you know age one year, two year, three year, we were we were dreaming of being good enough and legitimate enough for those in the NFL to want to join us. And then folks like Dion joined us, and and then you know uh, Brian Gumble called games for us. And I think they view your arrival um, with them as legitimizing their their infancy now being part and parcel of the wrestling world. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I try to keep my feet on the ground when I hear stuff like that, but I, I understand that, and I think there's some truth to it. You know, I just don't want it to, uh, you know, blow my ego out the door, you know, um, because I, I do take I do take that as a quasi-responsibility, you know, like, to, you know, to me, like, it's great. It's great that I'm here. It's great that Brian Danielson's here in AEW. Uh, but, but to me, like we gotta, we gotta start the work, you know, and, and, and I don't want to rest on my laurels and just be like, Oh, I'm here now. Everything's great. You know, I, I want to do fun stuff, but I also want to help grow the company. So what, what did they sell you on that you bought? What did you say? Okay, let's do it. Why? You know, it, it originally was nothing that Tony Khan was offering me. You know, I, 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 I I'm at the point where it's not about the money. Otherwise, I would have been back. I was gone for seven years. I would have been back at some point, you know, to to cash grab uh, in those seven years. (laughs) The biggest thing, I think the biggest thing um, was a a, a friend of mine who had left WWE and was signed with AEW, and he he just started there during the pandemic. And he unfortunately got a uh, a pretty serious illness, and he passed away, like – Day after Christmas last year, mm. or this year actually, um, and they did they did a tribute show for him, and the entire show was dedicated to him. It was very emotional, you know. Pro wrestling is pretty tight, 
knit community, you know, like you could not see somebody for 20 years and then you run into them somewhere and it's just like you saw them yesterday. Uh, and I just saw the entire company come together to celebrate Brody Lee and his family and his, and his you know, two little sons. And that just really resonated with me because I had never seen anything like that in pro wrestling before. You know, normally it's like, oh, 10 bell salute, you know, here's a T-shirt. Yep, we really love this guy. And it's just kind of on to the next. And they just really poured their heart and soul into dedicating a show. And, you know, they, they're starting a foundation now for him. And that was the big thing that made me go, huh, you know, all that, all that, all that stuff about pro wrestling being a family backstage. Like, you know, it, it looks like it's actually true in this place. And then, you know, I start watching more shows and I see more young talent and I begin to see things that I could be doing within the parameters of an AEW wrestling ring. And I, just, I guess I just got the bug again. And then when you returned and you're standing in a ring and you're in the United Center and a Chicago kid, CM Punk, gets in that ring and you started talking to the fans, it, it looked like it got very dusty in there, and I don't mean Rhodes. looked like it got really dusty in there with you, CM Punk. Did I see something? Uh, I, was, I, think I, I, think I, was, I think my eyes were leaking before I even <laughs> appeared on camera. Yeah, it was, it was a really emotional day. It was. And, you know, so now that you are, are back um, – and what what is your I guess first blush experience been now that you're after seven years? What what is it exactly that you think you missed and that you're glad that you you're no longer missing it? Well, it's definitely the selfish stuff, like the you know the the roar of the crowd, the adrenaline rush you get, um, feeding off the people, uh, performing in front of crazy rabid sold out crowds like twenty thousand people at Arthur Ashe Stadium, or you know just walking out onto the ramp in front of 15,000 people at the United Center. You know, those things I haven't done in so long, so it's almost like they're new again. Um, engaging in pro wrestling with guys who maybe grew up watching me is kind of a trip, but it's exciting, too, because there's just this whole new generation of young, hungry wrestlers that, I guess, look up to me as a hmm. kind of a role model. And, you know, so like, I, I feel like I'm in this very Reggie Dunlop slap shot position of player coach, old gnarly guy who has got a, a couple tricks up his sleeve and, you know, wants the team to succeed and win, but, you know, uh, along the way, help some guys out. CM Punk here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, AEW Rampage tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. You can watch CM Punk take on Daniel Garcia and and so much more. You want to chime in on the uh, naming of Justin Fields as the Bears' new quarterback, CM Punk? I think it's a little late. They should have done it originally. You know, I mean, think when you draft a guy like Justin Fields in the first round, I, I think you just got to go all in. You know, like you're never going to be ready. Yes, you know, you know, but if you wait until you're ready, you're 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 never going to wind up playing. So just play the kid, let him get some experience, you know, build the team up around him. I think we got more problems with the offensive line than we got with who's our quarterback. No, know? and I know, and I think that's part and parcel of why maybe some within that organization was hesitant to throw him out there. My take was he's he's got the pedigree from his. Ohio State, pardon me, the Ohio State um, re- part of his resume to to 
withstand anything. And he's got the legs to run away from the trouble. And he's got the heart and he's got the brains and he's got the want to. And when he won his first game after a first career start wound up in the ashes of nine sacks, it showed he doesn't get broken. So keep him. Like what's what gives, well, you know? I agree with you. I agree that we, I, I think they need to live in the present, and he is the present. You put him in there, and you see how he does. You can't live in the you know the future of oh well well maybe he's going to get too beat up. Well, let's see what happens. What if he doesn't? You know, like I said, if you wait until the guy's ready, you know, it's you're gonna it's gonna pass you by. And what do you think of the idea that Bears might not play in Soldier Fields one day soon? That Soldier Field might Oof. be toast. Did you hear about that one? I. I, I, bl- I blame that on the mayor, you know, like I, I think that boils down to, you know, the Bears not owning the property they play on and it winds up being, you know, they have to ask the city if they want to do certain stuff, like have, you know, like the offsite betting and all that. And, you know, as an owner, I understand that that's a headache. And why wouldn't you just go buy some property and then you don't have to ask a landlord like, if you can or can't do something with the place that you basically consider home. So I get it. It's going to be a big change and it's going to suck. But, you know, they're 45 minutes to an hour north, depending on traffic. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. It's just an iconic thing you think about when you hear Chicago Bears, you hear Soldier Field. So... It'll it'll be an adjustment period, but overall, I don't think it should affect anything. CM Punk here on the Rich Eisen Show and watching Rizzo uh, playing a playoff game for the Yankees. Schwarber right now with the Red Sox, and tonight we're going to see Chris Bryant maybe with the best chance of one of the former Cubs to go win another one. How 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 does that land on you, CM Punk, Cubs fan, to see these guys all doing their thing, but not for and with each other anymore? Uh, it absolutely absolutely sucks. Um, that that team should have been a dynasty. And, you know, the fact that they won one uh, World Series is fantastic. But when you, when you look at all those pieces, and all those pieces are now scattered all over Major League Baseball and playing on different playoff teams, like, you know, you, you got to question, like, why and, and what happened there and what went wrong. Um, I'm still kind of hoping some of those guys come back to the Cubs you know, in the off season, you know, maybe maybe they're just trying to fleece some teams from for, uh-huh. for their prospects and their, uh-huh. their picks and stuff. But I don't know how much hope I have in that. <laughs> um, I think the Cubs really let the fans down on that one. You know, like they they, they should have tried to at least keep Rizzo. Like I get it, but I also don't get it. It, it, it it's kind of heartbreaking. But I I will root for Chris Bryant and I will root for Kyle Schwarber go. Have you ever done the take me out to the ball game ceremonial first pitch double dip in Wrigley Field? CM Punk, have you done I that? I have. Uh, yes, I have. Okay. How'd that one go for you? It was a strike. It was a heater. <laughs> uh, pardon me for asking, but uh, I've done this before at Dodger Stadium, and my, my stuff uh, would have hit a right-handed hitter, but the left-hander would have swung over the off-speed junk. Um, but you were at the top of the mound, though, right? You didn't go you, – you, you went to the top and the, towed the rubber, right? I, I threw from behind. I threw from behind the rubber. What do you mean? What are you talking about? No, I didn't. I'm kidding. Yeah, I was the of, of course I was. Of course I was. Well, I mean, some, you know, just stand on the flat ground or at the front of the mound. I mean, you went to the... You... It's intimidating. A lot, a lot of my friends oh, who yes. wind up doing it, they call me and they ask me and they go, what's it like? And I say, it's, it's literally intimidating. It's, you walk out there and you don't realize how many people are there and you don't right. realize how high that mound is and how far away home plate is. 
it's a stressful situation. And then to take me out to the ball game, you know, you, you think that, uh, you know, you're supposed to sing it fast, but the organist goes very slow. That's when you wind up sounding like Ditka. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you got to let the crowd just sing it. And okay. kind of just let them take it. That's so cool. You must have loved that. That must have been like oh. a day in your life right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, definitely a top five highlight of, uh, you know, Chicago Phil's uh, life, for sure. Last one for you, CM Punk. I'm going to hand things over to my diehard wrestling fan and a diehard fan of yours uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, our social media grandmaster, TJ Jefferson, who may have to pull an audible because I think your first question, TJ, is why didn't you build a urinal in your house, right? He answered that, though. That's now so. been asked and yeah, answered. Yeah. Okay, so now so you have to go you know, with another question. Another question. Go All for right. it. I'll give you the floor here. Well, oh, Punk, Rich has been saying how excited I am that you're calling on to the show and I mean I guess you could say I'm excited I mean my fantasy football team has been called best in the world for eight seasons and if you go to my crib my wi-fi is best in the world and my iphone wake up song when I wake up in the morning is called the personality so I guess you could say I, I, I dig CM Punk just a little bit but uh you know the question I want to have is you know we don't want to look to the past we already know what happened back then let's look to the future and this forbidden door that's going on in wrestling right now man like is there any chance that we'll see you, in addition to AEW, kind of hit up New Japan so we can see some matches with Okada and Tanahashi and Naito? Or is that something you're not looking forward to or not looking at right now? Or are you just looking to like really help grow AEW? I'm for sure, you know, both feet in on, on AEW. But, I, you know, I know a lot of the New Japan guys wind up coming over and wrestling on, uh, on AEW Dynamite and Rampage. And... Um, I'm not adverse to the idea, you know, uh, but I know they're in the throes of their G1 tournament and stuff like that. So I don't know if they can spare the guys. And I think because of the pandemic, you still don't see a whole lot of, you know, travel from, you know, America to Japan. I definitely think you'd have to do a hard two week quarantine mm-hmm. once you've got to Japan. And I just don't think that's a, that's a viable option at this point, you know, like, uh, I got to do that when I take acting gigs, and that's hard enough, you know. So then to to be in Japan for two weeks to sit in a hotel, I'd probably lose my mind. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm for sure, I'm for sure interested. I mean, you said you said Okada, and I think I think that's a guy I would definitely be interested in getting in the ring with because again, you know, gone for seven years, the rise of everybody who has become a superstar in in my absence, like I definitely want to get back in the ring with, and he's he's probably the number one guy over there. No doubt. Okay. Thank you, CM Punk. Really appreciate this. We'd love to do this on the regular as much as you'd like. We'd love to just have you, you chime up. You, you guys you guys let me know. We can talk Chicago sports. We could talk uh, we could talk everything, but we we won't talk about urinals anymore, I promise. Well, I mean, again, that's asked and answered. You know, I was gonna say that if you do go over to Japan, you can definitely they they've got the seat warming toilets there. And I'm assuming that's what Megan Trainer and her husband have <laughs> next to each other, one of those things. But let's get into some comments got, the next I time. Got, we I got one of those. I got one of those. That is a gentleman, CM Punk confirmed. Confirmed. Let's tweet that out. Tweet that out. Tweet that out. Uh, thanks for the call. Enjoy tonight, and Thank let's you. do this again. Really Pleasure, appreciate man. it. Uh, absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Man. Right back at right, you. At CM Punk on Twitter and Instagram. AEW Rampage tonight, 10 Eastern on TNT. <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm always honest with you. <laughs>
But you know, whenever I say I'll be honest with you, I'm about to say something. You're about to say something that you probably shouldn't <laughs> really say. Which but you guys deep love. Down, it. You, you guys love it. Say. You guys love my tell. And that's then my Susie's going to text us no, after. No, 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 no. It's okay. She doesn't know. I'm probably informing her as well right now. <laughs> so you know, the NFL Network has built new studios, right? Mm-hmm. I've told that. you, it's incredible. Heard that. I mean, it is. We still haven't got the invite. But well, it's because there's protocols. Actually, once we once there's, you know riffraff like yourselves are allowed, you know. Brock, we could so, just go stand on the gate outside. Yeah, yeah just like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. That the pond's good for that you. Would be I'll be in the pool. The pool I'll be in the pond. pool. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, yeah. The yeah. pond's good for you. Here to but, 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 but I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. <laughs> I mean, it has sent a jolt through the entire place. And it, it we're everybody's just so fired up and it is just so wherever I, I know I'll speak for it. So thankful that this is now existing my jaw hits the floor every time i walk in there and then you when you get to work you see sofi stadium right there yeah, and awesome. everything is state of the art the green room i mean the 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 control rooms <laughs> the studios <laughs> in the bathrooms there we go are these seat warming top of the line toilets no way really i'm telling you man no way yes yes wow yes wow. so if there we're gonna find out oh man as you know <laughs> at work Uh-oh. there are two times two types of workers <laughs> ones who would never in a million years yep. spend more than the necessary uh-huh. amount of time uh-huh doing their business so they could get back to the actual business at hand as to reason why to be at work. Sure. And then there are others <laughs> who don't mind. Don't mind. Yeah, tw- A little 10, reading material, you might 15. look on it or whatever. You're going to find out I'm scrolling. who those people are because the situation in there has been changed top-notch, not just the studios. You're just going to find Squad out who doesn't knows. wash their hands when they come out. So the when you find out, <laughs> when you find out, and if you tune into NFL Network and you see Megan Trainer picking games, You're you win. know how we booked her. <laughs> wow. And her husband. Wow. Side by side. Side, side by side. Gonna be by your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I said those words. And the only thing I could say after that is stay tuned. TJ's big-ass grab bag is Oh, next. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> and your calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Andrew Whitworth of your victorious Thursday night football week five winning Los Angeles Rams. And Phil Dunstrew plays Jamie Tart on Ted Lasso coming up. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast. 
part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Okay, uh, let's... My gosh, I got to put on my, my glass. Dante in Los Angeles has been hanging on for a while. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's up, Rich? Thank you for taking my call again. Long-time listener, long-time fan. All uh, right, sir. Go Dodgers, first of all. Okay. Um, but looking at football, we're entering into the second quarter of the season. That's when I start to think about how rookie quarterbacks and rookie head coaches are going. The situation in Jacksonville, first part of the question, do you think that um, – there should be or is any speculation with the whole flight gate fiasco going on with Urban Meyer that maybe he knew that um, it was a calculated risk to do that move. And if it did go bad, that would just be an early exit for him so that he can get his foot in the door and take the USC job. No. And second I, I, part of the question. Yeah. Second part of the question is um, – with everything that's going on in Jacksonville, if they go over or one for something like that, how do you think that's going to affect the the overall psyche of Trevor Lawrence um, going on into the into the continuation of his career? All right, let's uh, let's take the last part first. Good question. Trevor Lawrence has never had anything like this in his life. I'll tell you that. Four games, uh, uh, four game losing. I think he's lost more games this year than he has his entire life. Right, high school and college. Yeah. Correct. Combined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, so he's never had that, and he's never had a coach, you know, uh, walk into a locker room and say the things that Urban Meyer uh, felt compelled or needed to say this week. He's never had that. So I have no idea. I just think, and thanks for the call, Dante. Uh, I, I, I don't think that um, it's going to adversely affect his career um, because the minute it even remotely, everything now remotely twitches in the direction of a diminishing return, Urban Meyer will be gone. I mean, that's that's a fact. So, I mean, there is one crown jewel in Jacksonville, Florida, and his name's not Urban Meyer, it's Trevor Lawrence. And the reason why they hired Urban Meyer is why wouldn't you think that the best college coach, not named Nick Saban, coming to this league that is more and more running offenses that look like college football offenses and hooking him up with one of the most generationally talented quarterbacks college football has ever sent to the next level, why would you think that wouldn't work out? Well, yeah, well, you got a guy who needs to be told, don't get on a team, don't don't stick around, you got to get on a team plane. I'm just wondering if sometimes he didn't go back with Ohio State sometimes on a team plane or whatever. Just like, okay, I'm just going to stick around here. Or he's never had that before because every single time he wants to spend time with his family, he goes back home. I don't know. You know? I don't know the answer to all this. All I know is that Sunday is a pretty damn big football game, because if he, um, if if the Jaguars get pounded like they do when Derrick Henry comes to town, then I think that might be a wrap. I really do, because they can't have any more of a vote of no confidence in this team. They're, they can't have a. They they would take one in fifteen if they tried hard every single time. And they thought that the coach was all in and, right. and it was, didn't need to have a statement talking about his conduct and reprimanding him publicly from management and didn't need to have multiple apology sessions with his players in just four, after just four weeks with everything else that was going on from a strength and conditioning coach that should never have been hired. All through, I don't need to go through the whole thing. I mean, we spent all week talking about everything that happened from the minute he was hired to the minute that this happened. 
But there's a bye week after a trip to London. I mean, let me just tell you this. Sean Conn bringing his team to London, and they absolutely and – the, and the number of questions, I mean, again, we, we've got Ted Lasso's uh, Jamie Tart coming up. Uh, if all the Trent uh, – what, Trent Krim uh, of the Independents ask all the questions of Urban Meyer, and he's on the national <laughs> stage, and they just got boat raced, and everybody from the U.K. is asking him questions about what happened in Ohio with that video, and they get crushed in Wembley in Shad's own house – and there's that long flight home. How many coaches get got on the way back from London? I was just going to say, it happens I mean, every year. Uh, you know? Every year someone gets Again, got. big game on Sunday. Let's get to TJ's big-ass grab bag here Ooh. in week, uh, I guess this is like week five of your big-ass grab five, bag. Okay, yeah. go for it. Oh. TJ, what's on your mind today, your three-eyed raven mind? What do you got oh, for me? Oh, yeah, let's hit that music, Jay. Okay, go for it. So, you know, this week in the grab bag, guys, we've been pretty positive, right? We, we kind of preach positivity here earlier in the week, so I decided to flip that, and I decided to think negatively. Um, <laughs> oh. Not in my life, just for this particular segment. So I decided to go with my five least favorite sports moments. Okay. Oh. Now, you understand how tough this is because, Rich, as you said, I have 100 teams, so I have a lot of sports moments. <laughs> this could have just been 100 Dallas Cowboys, but I didn't want to do that. So I tried to pick something from each sport. That's okay. why, you know, everyone will be represented. And so uh, let's just jump in here. I'm going to dig in the grab bag, and we're going to pull out number five. Now, I'm a huge wrestling fan. That's already been touched on. I want to talk about someone that I really love. It's my favorite women's wrestler, maybe my favorite wrestler, Asuka. That's her mask right there okay. on yeah. the desk. Asuka had a 914-day undefeated streak throughout NXT and WWE. And then at WrestleMania 34, she lost to Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair. Maybe you know one of the greatest female wrestlers alive today. That's not my big problem. I hated to see the undefeated streak happen, but whatever. My problem is the next year, going into WrestleMania 35, where Ronda Rousey was going to wrestle and Becky Lynch was going to wrestle. They let Charlotte take the belt from Asuka again and made it a triple threat. It should have been a four corners match, Brockman. I was so <laughs> upset. I couldn't even enjoy WrestleMania. They robbed Asuka of a main event at WrestleMania, and it would have been best for business and it didn't happen that upset to me that's number five coming in at number four huge florida state fan right so of course the wide right messed me up back in 1991 but that's not the one that makes me so mad oh it's boy. the wide right two in 92 because what are the chances that the same team is going to lose in the same form that they lost the year before how do you have back-to-back -back wide rights with two different kickers I mean, Thomas and Maori, they both went wide right, and I was like, I, my sports fandom really stinks. So we've had a rematch piss him off uh -huh. and a, and a reoccurrence. Re yeah. re okay, okay. okay. what do so you got for your top three? There. Coming in at number three, I'm gonna, I tell this one, bounce, 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 bounce. Oh, it's the Jeff Walker it's audio. It's the Jeff Walker audio experience. Yes, with yes. Kawhi Leonard, who I love. I love Kawhi. Um, he hit that bounce. shot against the Sixers, and that just messed everything up, because who knows? The Sixers, I think, could have went on to beat the Bucs. Yeah. Could have went on to win the yeah. NBA title. It was all possible. It was all right there, but Kawhi decided, you know, I'm going to snatch this from you. I love you now, Kawhi, but you really kind of made me mad when that happened. The bounce game was just rough. All right, coming in at number two, the call is Curve struck him out looking. <laughs> Carlos Beltran. 2006 Game yes. 7. Adam Wainwright just 
Strikes out Carlos Beltran on three pitches in the third. It was a nasty curve. I get it, but Los, please swing the bat, my yeah, dude. Swing the bat. As you see, Yadier Molina, who is on my least favorite players list, and if you saw how much he just devastated the Mets every time he played them, then you would understand why I don't like Molina either. He's <laughs> jumping. He's excited. <laughs> I hate this, all right, because we could have went football. to the World Series. Here, Here comes. comes the football. Here comes. All right, Here no, I'm going to tell Tony you this. Romo. Much respect to this man. From everything I've heard, he's he was a great human being, and I've got nothing. No, this is a real with all respect. Okay, but you broke my heart. Dwight Clark, the catch. I mean, oh, it's just, I am wow. so sick of looking at this, <laughs> guys. I can't begin to tell you. If That's Dwight Clark would have just bit his nails that morning, then we wouldn't have the catch. But it happened, and the Niners went on to a dynasty. The Cowboys went on to, I don't know what the opposite of a dynasty is, but that's what we went on to in the <laughs> 80s. So Dwight Clark, you really just, and like I said, much respect because I heard the man was a, just a beautiful human being. But that is my least favorite moment wow. in all of sports, and I cannot wait to hear what everybody else has to say. T.J. Jefferson. Oh, man. T.J. Jefferson. Do you feel good, though? No. No. I, I, no, because I it's brought it back bad memories. I thought it would be therapeutic. No, I thought it would be too, Rich, but guess what? I was wrong. Bounce, okay. bounce. Bounce, bounce, bounce. 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 <laughs> like, well done. Well done. Could have went to the World Series. Could have went to the NBA yeah, no, Finals. Well done. Well done. Well done. Uh, Andrew Whitworth aye, aye. of the Rams and Phil Dunster of Jamie Tart, Ted Lasso fame, and you, our three, coming up.